Meet Heather and Kat. They have plenty in common. Heather's husband is Kat's brother. Through the years, they've developed a deep friendship. We definitely send animal videos back and forth every day. Oh yeah, I mean, we're <laughs> always like sending memes every day. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much constant. It's like a, a conversation without words. Yeah, basically, yeah. They're also the exact same age. But when it comes to work, Kat and Heather have taken different paths with different financial challenges. I'm Bola Shokumbi, a certified financial education instructor, money expert, and the founder of Clever Girl Finance. You know, it can be hard to look at our finances head on, and it can be really hard to talk about them, especially for women. That's why we've made this series, Fair Shares, honest conversations with real women about financial topics. It's brought to you by the Washington Post Creative Group and Mass Mutual. In the podcast, I'm sitting down with women like Heather and Kat to have frank and intimate discussions about their finances now, but also planning for the future, even though they have unique life circumstances. And I'll be helping them think smarter about strategies they can apply right now. Why? I want them to feel financially empowered and optimistic about their future. And I want you to feel that way too. So back to our two guests. Heather is based in Brooklyn, New York, and has two part-time jobs that together equal full-time work. Half the time, she's a digital copywriter, and half the time, she's a development assistant for a nonprofit. Heather describes her financial situation as above water, but she wouldn't say she's thriving. A highway accident years ago set her back, and although her income has increased, her cost of living continues to rise. Across the country in Los Angeles, Kat has her own financial struggles. She's a small business owner who makes and sells jewelry online. Business is good, so she'd like to expand and maybe even hire her first employee this year. But with Kat's business as her sole source of income, she says she's scared about not having a safety net if something goes wrong. After years of financial ups and downs, Heather and Kat both want a future with financial security. So that's what I'll be talking about with them on this episode of Fear Shares. So Heather and Kat, it sounds like both of you consider yourselves as much friends as you do sisters-in-law. So I would love for you to tell me about your relationship. How do you guys know each other? Obviously through marriage, (laughs) but... How did you guys get to know each other and how long have you known each other? And what do you remember about the first time you met? <laughs> oh, my God. I I remember the first moment I met Heather uh, when my brother brought her home to meet the folks. <laughs> it was like right before Fourth of July weekend. I think it was 2016. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, we're coming up on our anniversary. <laughs> I but I will say in addition to coming up on our meeting each other anniversary over fourth of July weekend it was such a wonderful bonus to ending up with your brother that he has a sister who's exactly my age we're about what three months apart in age so wow yeah you know just like immediately like peer friend buddies but yeah. but neither of us 
to have a sister. She is a brother. And so we're friends, yes, but it's just been I always I always wanted a sister when I was little growing up. I always wanted like, you know, <laughs> someone that I could have played with in ways that perhaps my little brother wasn't so interested in playing. Yeah, um exactly. Or or yeah. just chatting and it's yeah. just it's just been really wonderful to to have a sister come into my life. I want to hear from both of you about your career paths. And Heather, let's start with you. What has your professional journey been like? It's been a pretty varied one, to be honest. I think some of my friends make jokes about all the different jobs and and hats that I've had over the years. Um, but the the sort of consistent path has really been centered on writing and administration and various kinds of development. So I work as a digital copywriter. So I write website copy or people's professional biographies and press releases and things like that. And then I also work for a company that does the management and administrative side of uh, basically operations for nonprofits and associations that are too small to have their own in-house staff. Mm. I think variety is good. Heather, are you employed full-time by one of those companies or are you part-time or freelancing? I am part-time and freelancing, so a okay. little bit of a combination. So I do 32 hours for the main one and the copywriting one. And Kat, what about you? What has your professional <laughs> journey been like? Well, it's basically been full-time self-employment, working mm-hmm. on jewelry every day, all day, basically. <laughs> all different facets, you know, marketing, the actual production, manufacturing, the designing. It's a lot. It's a lot of different things, which is really fun. That's like my favorite part. Have you always worked in jewelry making? Um, No, I started with, I guess you could sort of call it fashion. Uh, I did, I worked on vintage clothing, like re-tailoring pieces and fixing them, refurbishing things and reselling them and while I was doing that I started getting interested in jewelry so I learned basically through the internet how to make jewelry. So I'd love to discuss some of the benefits and compare the benefits that each of you have in your respective current careers. So Heather in your opinion what are the pros and cons of being a freelancer? I like that I don't necessarily have all of my eggs in one basket, especially Mm -hmm. last year when things were shutting down at the beginning of the pandemic and there was a lot of uncertainty. It was somewhat reassuring for me to feel like this house of cards that I have built for myself over the years of, you know, kind of hustling different jobs and, and cobbling together my own schedule in a way with various companies, I felt like, okay, hopefully they're not all going to fall down at the same time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so it Mm -hmm. it was really nice, actually, and very fortunate. I just sort of felt extremely lucky that I was a freelancer and had sort of a finger in different pots because there were shifting opportunities that came along with the losses. Yeah. Yeah. And Heather, you also had an unexpected injury a few years ago. Um, Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about that accident and 
the impact it had on you and how it changed your mindset about your finances, planning your finances? Yes, absolutely. So it was just about exactly 10 years ago, I was a passenger on a bus going from New York City, where I live, to Philadelphia for a job interview. And we were a thousand feet from our exit on the Jersey Turnpike, and we became vehicle number four in a six-vehicle pileup on the turnpike. And so uh, instead of going to the job interview, I went to the emergency room on a spine board. Um, wow. Yeah, so that was a that was a very stressful period of my fledgling adulthood, and actually, how it changed. Well, I think it changed my outlook on my finances in both the short term and the long term. Um, because the short term of that was, I went out and I took the very first full time job with health benefits that I could find. Mm-hmm. I never want to be in that position again, and you you just can't control a lot of things that might happen to you, like a pandemic or like an accident where you're a passenger or an accident where you're a driver. Or something. You just you don't know. So now today, you like you said, you're working all these different jobs because you want to have that sense of security in the event that you lose an income and you, you have something to fall back on, basically. And I think for you, for someone who has experienced an injury, and this is even relevant to people who are navigating life and job losses from the pandemic, it's important for you to start to, I guess, put your pieces together in terms of being able to protect and secure yourself financially. So something like exploring with your current part-time employer to see what kind of benefits they offer you, or even your freelance employer to see if they offer freelancers any sorts of benefits specifically things like disability insurance options or life insurance options or disability income protection. These are all things that you want to explore to make sure that if you lose an income source, you have something to fall back on. But I will say that it's important to keep in mind that even though your employer may offer you disability income protection or disability insurance, it might not be enough. So it's also worthwhile exploring what other options exist for yourself as a freelancer, as a gig worker, when it comes to disability income uh, protection. And the Mass Mutual website has a lot of great resources that you can look at to help you start thinking about how to go about that. And of course, working with a financial professional, if you get to the point where like, I have questions, I need guidance to help you create that plan for yourself. And The whole point of that disability income uh, protection, um, disability insurance is so that if you're too sick or you're injured and you're unable to go to work for an extended period of time, you're able to protect your income, right? You don't have to have an additional stressor as, as to how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to survive? I have no money coming in. I'm waiting for a settlement and things like that. Right. No, that's so true. I think I think that's exactly where I am in terms of what I need to be thinking about focusing on the next steps in terms of of taking care of myself financially really. That that sounds that that hits home. <laughs> <laughs> and I think another great thing for you to do would be to prioritize saving for emergencies, you know, just determining what are your costs every month your your core costs and creating a savings account where you put money in each time you get paid from one of your gigs to help you build up this account for three months or six months so that, again, if you do lose an income 
source, you have a fallback. Yeah, yeah, that's a very, very good call. <laughs> Taking a break here in Fair Shares. We're talking a lot about financial tools and strategies in this episode. Thankfully, MassMutual has a wide range of accessible resources to help you take charge of your finances. If you go to the show notes, you'll find links to more information about all of these tools. You can also learn more at MassMutual.com. Okay, back to the conversation. So Kat, let's talk about you. And in your opinion, what are the pros and cons of running your own business? Well, the pros are are quite vast. I love everything about it. I mean, I love day-to-day what I do, like we discussed learning all the different parts of the job, you know, photography, <laughs> marketing, all of those things. Unfortunately, the cons are pretty heavy in terms of having, you know, no job security, no health insurance provided for me. You know, I'm working so many hours I don't get paid for. It's purely out of, you know, passion. I love what I do. That's like the biggest pro of the job is it's self-motivated. I can't get enough of what I do. I'm always thinking about it. I mean, it's just, I can't stop it. I I love it, but I am scared. I'm terrified Mm -hmm. of not having a safety net. And it's really stressful just living off of your business cash flow. So Kat, I'm a business owner myself and all the pain that you feel about building a business, not getting paid enough for all the hours, all the hours you work in your business. I've been there before. And also that fear about not having the security, not having the 401k or the health insurance from your employer. But being that you are your own employer based on your budget and your business income you can still craft a plan to help you feel more comfortable and more secure about your finances as you build your business. So as business owners, when we first start our businesses, we're all focused on just growth, putting as much money as we can into growing our business, into buying the raw materials, into doing all these things to help us grow. And many times we put that financial aspect on the side because our assumption is that the business is going to bring us this big windfall at some point that will take care of everything. (laughs) Right. Exactly. I think that as you make progress with building your business, as you pursue that growth, you can still build security ongoing. So doing things like opening up a self-employment IRA that allows you to contribute some of your business earnings into a retirement account for yourself that has tax benefits and looking at things like insurance for health insurance for a self-employed person and seeing what kind of health insurance can fit into your budget 
looking at overhead insurance that can protect your business's overhead expenses in the event that you're not bringing in enough income. So these are all things that you can start to explore and research and establish for yourself and sign up for the services that work best and fit into your budget. And in terms of retirement savings, contributing an amount that you can afford, but still contributing it anyway, as opposed to saying, oh, it's not worth it. It's so small, right? I'm terrified. <laughs> I can't get old. I can't get old because I have nothing. <laughs> but by creating the plan, by creating this plan, you will have something. And I promise you, those small amounts add up. And I think a great way to get perspective around building a financial future for yourself as a self-employed business owner is to sit with a financial professional that can help lay it out, not just current, but what it could look like in the future based on these different options and based on if you contribute these different amounts, it'll really help you put things into perspective and minimize that fear that you're feeling, right? And just make you feel more comfortable. Because a lot of times when you're feeling that fear, it encroaches on just you executing your business. And so I will encourage you to continue to build your business. But while you build, even though you're managing your budget tightly, think about creating a plan for your finances as you go along, even if you're only doing small amounts, you're con contributing small amounts to retirement savings, start putting aside savings for your business, a business emergency account, so that if you have slow months, you have something to fall back on. And this is the way you do this for your business is every time you have a bit of profits, you take a little bit of those profits and you just put it into this business account where you're building up a buffer of cash so that you can grow. Eventually you can hire employees, you can pay for raw materials, whatever it is that you need to leverage that cash for, you have a little bit of money put aside. And don't be discouraged, you're not alone <laughs> in building your business. <laughs> Heather, what about you in terms of anything you've, you're executing to help you achieve your goals? Yeah, I've taken some some small steps, especially in the last year, year and a half or so. I actually uh, just given that I've transitioned in the ratio of how my jobs are spread out this month. Part of my my homework for myself, my work for myself is going to be to sort of retool and redistribute how I arrange my savings and where things are going. But most recently, it's been my primary, the copywriting job, comes into checking. And then the, the nonprofit that I recently uh, stopped working for, 50% of those paychecks went into four different retirement mutual fund and then more accessible and a high-yield savings account. So I was splitting splitting that money up. And then the administration, the nonprofits and associations, the like admin company where I'm about to increase my hours, my hours there previously were the smallest. And so I actually was putting 100% of those paychecks into savings. Um, and I had a, a savings goal in my, I'm calling it short-term savings, but I don't feel like that's the right term, more of the like more accessible Mm -hmm. So Heather, it sounds like you're doing a little bit of retirement investing with the retirement accounts you mentioned. So you mentioned the IRA and Kat, you are not yet investing, <laughs> but you will be. I, I have, 
I have one account that I'm terrified to even look at. So this is what I suggest, right? And it is, this is, I think this is going to be great because as sisters-in-law, you guys are close and you shared your goals here. You can be accountability partners. So I would say to both of you, but also individually, make some time to, if you need additional support with your financial planning, with creating a plan for your finances, to reach out to a financial professional that has experience in entrepreneurship and in the gig economy that can sit down and help you lay out a plan based on the goals you have set for yourself and your current concerns about your finances and the things that you're worried about, the things that you want to accomplish. And they will also help you create that plan that will factor in retirement and being able to retire securely and just have peace of mind about that future as well as the other things like income protection, health insurance, disability insurance, etc. That's something that you should both consider doing. So start by writing out your goals and sharing it with each other and say, okay, as accountability partners, we're going to meet to talk about what we've accomplished based on these goals, what we said we're going to do every month, every two weeks. Uh, I think that will be great for both of you since you're so close. Yeah, no, it's really great having Heather in our family because I, I, yeah, she's really inspired me. (laughs) I really, I really am inspired by the way she's able to juggle and, you know, work different jobs at the same time. That's a lot to manage. And put up with your brother. And she does it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. That's a full-time job. (laughs) I just want to say that I, I do, I love the relationship both of you have. You know, like just listening to you guys have that small conversation with each other just shows that you guys, if you're not already doing it, you would be great accountability partners, not just as friends and sisters-in-law, but as financial accountability partners to help you motivate each other and inspire each other to keep working on those financial goals that you have for yourselves. It's a great idea. Yeah, you're totally right. I mean, because she does motivate me and you know, inspire me. Well, thank you so much, ladies. I I appreciate your time. I appreciate you being open and sharing your stories with us. And this has been a really great conversation. This has been amazing. This has been. It really, I've enjoyed it. I really needed this. Thanks for listening to Fair Shares. Throughout the series, I'm talking with women from different backgrounds and stages of life like Asia. After losing work during the pandemic, she's relying on a pension while rebuilding her life. I wouldn't say I have a plan, but I understand that I need to save for future Asia. I do know that. And I know that I'm really late in the game uh, because I have to start over. Don't forget to check the show notes for links to all the resources we discussed today. If this episode got you thinking about your own financial situation and goals, carve out some time this week to take next steps. I promise you'll feel better and more confident. And as always, MassMutual.com is a smart resource that's easy to navigate where you can begin to answer your financial questions. Until next time, thank you for listening.